Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Hey guys, welcome to the Blitz. Uh, we're back after a little hiatus uh, with some personal situation going on with uh, my wife uh, who's in critical care and had a stroke. So I'm uh, doing rehab right now with her. So I apologize for not having the couple cop podcasts from July 12th. Uh, we will basically finish up the IFAB World Championships on my behalf. And then I will be taking a leave of absence to obviously take care of uh, a greater need, which is my spouse. And uh, we should be back in February of 2023 as we get ready for the uh, U.S. season. Uh, you can also get everything that's happening in the sport. Uh, from my network partners, plus everybody that supports me, uh, you'll get everything latest, everything that's happening between uh, the next Tuesday as we're going to take a hiatus. Uh, after that, it'll be from that month all the way down to uh, February. You can get all the latest information on Twitter at Gridiron Beauty. You'll be able to get all the information on at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauty. So uh, you just wanted to you know question that out, uh, put that out there. I know I got a lot of messages. Just want to clarify that. That's the reason uh, that I'm not going to be doing a weekly podcast for the fall NFL season, which we normally do. We've done it for, in the past, um, but we're not going to do it uh, basically for that reason. So let me bring in uh, Mark Simone, who's uh, been such a, a great uh, friend to me and, uh, you know, keeping me up upright and uh, in patience regarding all the situations that's happening with my spouse. So, uh, Mark, I, I appreciate you uh, making the time today. I know we had uh, – Decided not to do the podcast for a while, but, uh, you know, it was only fitting uh, to come back and finish up the, mass, the, the next Tuesday so we can finalize the IFAB World Championships. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, this is sort of the uh, uh, just capping off kind of uh, the whole season of, of football here in the United States, finishing up with an international tournament. It's, uh, it's a world event, and, uh, you know, as you told me in our conversations you know, offline, um, your, your wife told you um, that you should do it because, you know, there's there's a larger story here than, than just the competition that later when we talk about Team Mexico. But, um, you know, to hear that she encouraged you to come on and, uh, you know, uh, at least do do these uh, uh, podcasts for the, uh, the IFAF Women World Championship Um <laughs> Kind of tells me that um, how much she uh, loves you and knows how important um, you know what you do is. So that's that was just fantastic to hear. Yeah, uh, Mark. Unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, all that cir- circumstances came about, and uh, she did wake up. And I was explaining to her some of the things that she was able to comprehend, and um, so she was the one that said, "Hey, you know, this is a travesty." what happened, right, once I explained a lot of the things that were going on. And uh, she said, this is important. You should be able to, you know, do 
do the next two Tuesdays just to, you know, finish up the year because it's a huge event. And then, uh, you know, when she heard about Mexico's mishaps and all that other stuff that happened, uh, you know, she was just, like, disappointed, too, because she's like, you know, how devastated uh, the girls would be, right? Missing out on mental attention. And then, you know, obviously the, the flight issues and all the issues that came about. So she was like, no, you, this is, this is a, an important moment in, in women's tackle football, basically, in terms of the international scale. So, you know, I appreciate her. Uh, I, you know, she's hanging strong right now. We're going to do rehab uh, for the next six months or more. So hopefully she'll get back on her feet and everything will be well. That's what we're doing. So I appreciate all everybody's prayers and messages on Facebook, uh, including my core group here uh, on the podcast and everybody internationally as well. So I really appreciate that. Um, and uh, she's uh, in good spirits right now. So like I said, we'll, we'll work on that. But 434, uh, 434 is just a huge, um, you know, moment for us because it is literally, Mark, a travesty. <laughs> if you wanted to screw up something uh, and you wanted to do it at a mass scale, right, not just at a local state or, you know, country state, if you wanted to do it universally, and be really pegged as the bad guy, I guess uh, Cesar Barrera has done a good job. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing to, um, you know, forget to book a, a bus for a two-hour ride, but it's a completely different thing to fail to book passage for a whole team, you know, from Mexico to Finland. That's kind of a big oops. And then the fact that he continues to, to even acknowledge not the the you know the administrative part that wasn't happening or the fa- or the lack that he didn't notify the players in enough time to say hey I'm up front here we have no funding I'm not able to acquire funding right so it's going to be on you guys and your and your you know your supporters your family members you know the the women's football community right to get you to Finland that would have been a, a solution. Right from I mean, there's it's one thing to admit you're incapable of doing something. It's another one to admit that you just don't have the funds. Right, like just don't have the money, and we know that in the sport that it happens all the time. Yeah, and you know to wait till the last minute like that was, you know, incredibly irresponsible. You know the the whole training session for the team was over, and. It was travel day, and and <laughs> that's that's not time to to break out that that information. You waited way too long, and that's you know that's a miscalculation that uh, is inexcusable. And the explanations about it, it it just doesn't pass the smell test. You know, I I don't really know what the story is going on there, but. Um, it, it doesn't pass the smell test. Like, you know, something went badly wrong and, you know, the people are not being told the truth. Uh, you know, I, I just don't, I, I feel like that, you know, people were misled and um, thankfully, you know, the players, have, um, most of them have managed to get to Finland, but at a huge cost for their team uh, for the individual players, their families, uh, for for the tournament and and for the sport, it was it's just a, a bad situation that everybody created here uh, in terms of himself with either no no support or I don't know what he was doing, but ultimately 
This is a black eye for the tournament. This was a team that everybody was anticipating to show up in Finland and make some sort of a, a splash, a shock, right? This is Team Mexico's moment, and he literally ripped it from them, right? No metal contention now. They're going to play just basically just to show up in Finland and, and play a competitive game, maybe win a consolation game, but they had an opportunity to really make an effort. Um, we're going to have in the No Joke Football Huddle coming up here as well, the Monkey Knife Fight Huddle as well, we have two key individuals that were part of this uh, huge journey that's been happening in the last uh, you know, w- two weeks or so. So we have Corelli Lopez, former bronze medal champion of the National uh, Mexico team. She's going to come in here and kind of explain some of the circumstances that happened at the protest and some of the things that obviously she's close to the players and they were dealing with. And then we're going to have also Lexra President Jose Manuel Ceja, who uh, you know, Mark, back in, I believe, February, March, uh, Cesar Barrera ousted Lexra from the Federation. That's right. That's right. That, that was a heck of an interview. Um, you know, w- one of the best in the history of the show, I think. Um, just, um, <laughs> I guess we can look back at that now and, and, you know, say like, you know, um, you know, we could have seen a situation like this, this coming just with, sure. um, the inconsistency of the leadership there, lots of power struggles, you know, internal politics, power plays, and, you know, I will say the C word corruption, but, um, sure. you know, that's a word that's been been uh, bandied about as well. So um, it would be definitely interesting to um, hear his take on this situation today. Yeah, and we're going to talk to uh, both of them to, uh, in a couple minutes here. Uh, Mark, well, uh, your thoughts on day one. Uh, no, I think no surprise that uh, Team USA was going to be the winner, uh, and it was going to be, a, you know, obviously a blowout in a lot of senses. Germany being, uh, you know, not here for a couple seasons is literally a starting a new starting point for them. Uh, so I, I don't think anybody was surprised that USA was going to win the first match. No, I, I don't think there are any surprises there in that game, although, I, you know, I certainly do uh, know that uh, Germany likes to play the United States. Um, they, they like to have a high level of competition thrown at them, you know, even, even if it's, you know, an, an ugly loss for them. Um, they certainly um, uh, appreciate the, the competition. Um, of course, Brittany Bushman, uh, quarterback, was the uh, star of the game or the, uh, uh, the player of the game uh, through two touchdowns to um, her main target in Texas, um, in Maria Jackson. And that was really no surprise. And um, uh, Jackson had a really great game, scored two touchdowns on three passes, um, you know, certainly the passing game for the, for the United States was, um, you know, very, very good. Um, and I, I, I don't think you're going to see other teams bring that kind of passing game. And, you know, not just with Jackson, you know, Stephanie Pasquale caught five passes. Um, it, you know, they, they have a lot of targets there. <laughs> it's, you know, you can't really, you know, I think the next team will want to try and key in on Jackson um, you know, can't let her get into single coverage on somebody. That's just ridiculous. So they're going to try and get her, you know, get help over the top on coverage on that. But then again, you know, you got Lexi Floor, and she can do just as much damage, uh, you know, all these wide receivers can. So um, I think we're going to continue to see um, 
an air show from the U.S. team. And then we had Canada, um, Lacoste, uh, Lacoste, a pretty impressive victory there. Uh, our own uh, Hannah McEwen, pretty good day as well. Uh, and then you had, uh, you know, Sweden, I think almost like Germany came in here, not as prepared probably, and this is the first tournament in a while. So it's going to be a program rebuilding for them as well. So they get blank 49-0. to zero. Canada takes down Australia. Australia had a really good Fuller and Demisio. There was a, it was a really good uh, outing for them. Unfortunately, you know the switching of the quarterbacks. I think they would have if they would have stayed with just the WA quarterback. I think it would have been more of an efficiency because she was really slinging the, the the ball. There was opportunity for that for that uh, Australian offense to get going. Uh, you know, shout out to the Australian defense for really trying to keep it close. But overall, Canada was somewhat impressive in a way where they were balanced and defensively they did contain Australia. Yes, you know, I think the main difference in that game was the defense for for Canada. Um, but to act, you know, before talking about that, you know, just to echo what you said, you know, um, I thought the Australians played pretty well, and and you know, maybe um, the numbers would have been a little bit better had they had they um, just kept with the first quarterback for for a little bit longer. But you know, you know, Australia, I thought they played pretty well. They got ten first downs, which is which is pretty good. Um, you know, actually, that that's very good. So, I, you know, the score was not much different from the last time these two teams faced off in 2017. But I, I, I kind of feel like Australia definitely put on a better a better showing this time around. And you know, as for Canada, as you said, Maudley Cass, um, you know, good show. She's definitely, you know, one if not the best quarterback in Canada, and she showed it. But that defense was very, very stifling. Um, you know, they they held uh, Australia only 26 yards on the ground, and that was a huge difference, uh, whereas Canada, Canada's running backs uh, rolled up over 200 yards. So um, that, that was a huge difference uh, down the line. It was impressive to see uh, the Aussies really uh, really putting together an offensive threat, and I think that's the building block there. Uh, defensively, they've done really well in the last two tournaments as well. They didn't have Moran, Christy Moran, from last year you know, with the running game, which is basically their main weapon. Now they had right. pretty much an offensive weapon. They didn't go to the ground like they did last time. They went to the air. So that was very impressive to see, and we already know how talented Fuller and Demizio are once they get in space for Yaks. So they, they pretty much are really a threat. Yeah, it, it'll be a very interesting game, their next game, um, mm-hmm. to see how maybe they adjust um, uh, in the moment and um, just give their stars the opportunity to shine. Yeah, it'll be interesting how Mexico shows up, uh, given all the disarray and everything that's happening here. Uh, so that'll be the Australian's next opponent, which would be Mexico. And so that, that'll work in, in itself and see how that turns out. Um, so any any last-minute impressions here before we uh, bring in uh, Jose Manuel Seja into the conversation uh, for this, uh, you know, this huge debacle that happened with Team Mexico? Well, just to touch on, you know, uh, Finland, Tudi Kusinen, three touchdowns, mm-hmm. 114 combined yards. Um, she, she was just a dominant force and a major factor in that game, and, 
um, you know, certainly is in the running for being an MVP of, of the, of the games. Um, and now in terms of Mexico, I just like to give a shout out to, um, a news agency and pardon me if I'm not pronouncing it correct, correctly, uh, Las Parillas, um, Mexico, uh, has been mm-hmm. doing really excellent coverage on the ground in Finland. Um, sure. so we get to actually see like which players are coming in and stuff, uh, really doing a great job. So I, I just wanted to give a shout out to them. They're really, yeah, um, shout out to you Mel know, Tri- uh, Mel Trillo, uh, that's her name, Mel Trillo. She's the, the head of Las Parilleras, Mexico MX. Um, so shout out to her for, uh, you know, doing her diligence to keep us abreast of everything that's happening uh, in the Euro scene for the girls to traveling. Also, uh, she was doing a great job trying to support the girls uh, within their mishaps in Paris. Also, uh, in, in terms of their, uh, you know, exchanges in terms of the flights and things like that. So, you know, she was probably one of the, the one uh, element that we will have to, you know, recognize for doing a supportive role for the, for the Mexican national team. Yes, um, you know, everybody wears a lot of different hats when they're involved in women's football, and everybody who's listening knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. You know, you're usually not just a player or a coach. You always have some other responsibilities. And, you know, for the fans and the people that cover it, you know, the same the same rings true, and it, it, it's awesome um, to, to know that someone was there and could – uh, make a difference for these players. It's, it's a really big deal. And um, um, my, you know, my well wishes go out to her. Yeah, she did a great job. Uh, we got to praise her for that. Uh, Mel Trujillo uh, at Las Parilleras, uh, one of our network partners as well. And shout out, Mark, to Tercer Cuarto as well for keeping us abreast of what's happening in Central Mexico. Uh, shout out to yeah. Receptor Mexico as well for doing some of the live streams there with the discussion about the whole situation. Josue Linero as well, uh, Maximo Advance, plus Yoslar Sport also was involved with it. If you followed us on Twitter, we were always retweeting some of those uh, things at Gridiron Beauty. If you follow us on at The Hub, we were keeping a brisk of it. And if you followed a Mark at The Backseat Coach, you also got the, the lowdown. Everybody was on board during this whole crisis, as I want to call it now, to try to, you know, uh, remedy the whole situation that the Cesar Barrera could have prevented ultimately with better management didn't happen. Uh, so let's go into the, the huddle, Mark. Are you hanging out or are you going to uh, bail on us? I, I'm going to hop off, but I'm going to keep listening. Okay, so, awesome, uh, Mark. Good night. Thank you again and, for coming in. Uh, take care. You're All welcome. All right, guys. Uh, that was backseat coach Mark Simone uh, in the house, going to give us a rundown of day one. Also giving us his thoughts on this whole debacle. Uh, we're going to be bringing in into the Monkey Knife title right now. Uh, we're going to have uh, Jose Manuel Seja, which is Lexfa president, to discuss this whole disaster that happened. Uh, and then we're looking forward to see if Corelli Lopez will come on. I kind of messaged her. I don't know if she's in a, in a situation where she's not nearby something else, but hopefully Corelli will be able to come on. Corelli Lopez, uh, former uh, bronze medal winning national team uh, representative and player. Uh, so we're hoping she'll call in in a couple minutes here while we're discussing that with Jose. 
So let's let's go into the Monkey Mind Huddle, and here we're going to talk to uh, Jose Manuel Seca. It is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Don't forget, guys, you guys can use our code through the NFL season, even through the hiatus that we're going to be taking. Go to Monkey Night Fight, use the code NJF, you get started, $5 free play, especially for the NFL season. So let's bring in the uh, president of Lexfa, Jose Manuel Ceja, in the discussion. Disaster that was done by Barrera and the Mexican Federation to prevent the Mexican national team at a gold opportunity on a medal state. Jose, ¿cómo estás? Buenas noches. Bien, muchas gracias. ¿Cómo estás tú? Muy buenas noches. Buenas noches a todos. Yo digo que uh, no estamos muy bien porque con todo este desastre que pasó, uh, José, habíamos hablado anterior en, no sé, si febrero o marzo, y habíamos discutido en el tiempo cuando la federación decidió quitarte de, de federación, federarte con la federación, y en ese punto era el inicio de, de César Barrera eh, eh, como presidente, y hasta este punto tenía él suficiente tiempo para adquirir este, fondos, patrocinadores o a, a un punto decirle a, a las chicas que no va a haber los fondos y van a tener que requerir ellas mismas su dinero para, para agarrar los boletos o a reservar hoteles o lo que se tiene que hacer. So, José, yo, yo estaba este, mirando tus tu, tu puestos en tus páginas y, y yo sé que has muchos eventos internacionalmente con Lexfa que han ha sido con grande administración y tú sabes que toma mucho labor para hacer todo eso posible. So, este es un, un gran error, ¿no, José? Así es, eso es correcto. Eh, muy tristemente, México está pagando las consecuencias de esta persona que se quedó eh, en el lugar de la presidencia que dejó el contador Jorge Orobio. Eh, esta consecuencia de, de, de su fallecimiento, que en paz descanse, nadie votó por César Barrera, simplemente él tomó su lugar, lo tomó, y pues bueno, tristemente el día de hoy, México está haciendo eh, el ridículo gracias a él, estamos quedando en un muy mal papel internacionalmente, no solo nacionalmente, internacionalmente, estamos quedando muy mal, Nuestras chicas no se merecen esto, ellas lucharon muchísimo para esto, lucharon demasiado, estuvieron ahí en años pasados obteniendo un tercer lugar y el día de, de, de hoy iban a buscar un primer lugar, iban por un campeonato, iban a pelear y demostrar, y pues bueno, definitivamente esto cuestiona a causa de, del presidente que salieron muy, muy mal las cosas y pues bueno, ahora, como tú lo dijiste hace unos momentos, México es un desastre a nivel internacional, y pues bueno, estamos en el ojo del huracán de todo el, de todo el mundo con esto que está pasando. José, un momento grande como este, un punto, you know, eh, eh, con la historia del, del equipo, vamos a, a 2017, cuando la federación uh, no pudo hacer los viajes para Vancouver tampoco, tuvieron que hacer sus sacrificios el, el equipo nacional de 2017 porque no hubo, no hubo lo, uh, para adquirir cosas para que fueran allá. Hicieron ese sacrificio y ese error se supone que se había mejorado, ¿verdad? Y ahora se repite, pero se repite en un punto más grande, porque cuando fueron a Vancouver, nadie esperaba 
que México iba a competir para un, una, una medalla, ¿verdad? Pero este punto, ya desde, desde 2017, sabemos que este, este programa podía competir y la oportunidad estaba para los fanáticos del fútbol femenil, para los fanáticos de IFAB, para nosotros de la media, todos, eh, teníamos una anticipación de que México iba a ser una corrida a, a la plata o probablemente al, al oro, ¿no? A competir con algo como en los Estados Unidos o Canadá. Es correcto, es correcto, no sé, chicas. El fútbol femenil, como lo platicamos la última vez que tuvimos el placer de, de tener este, una llamada, el fútbol femenil ha crecido muchísimo, ha subido muchos talentos y nivel. Y en México, en México vamos para arriba, para arriba todo el tiempo. El nivel ha crecido maravillosamente. Las chicas se han preparado, las chicas se han esforzado. Y pues bueno, sí, efectivamente, ahorita estamos a la altura de, de Canadá y de Estados Unidos. Lo podemos presumir que sí, sí estamos a esa altura, a ese nivel. Sí, efectivamente, hace unos cuantos años pasó con Vancouver se resolvió de una u otra manera con el contador Jorge Orobio, siempre buscó la manera en cómo, cómo ayudarnos, cómo hacerlo, siempre buscó soluciones. Y no solo eso, no pasó solo una vez, a lo mejor pasó más veces y, y en el mundo no se enteraban, pero el contador Orobio siempre salía a dar la cara. Él siempre estaba presente ante los medios, sabía tratar a los medios, sabía eh, hacerlo todo en tiempo y forma, era todo muy transparente, es muy transparente. El día de hoy, todo este desastre que se está cocinando es justamente por eso que, que acabo de mencionar, porque todo fue muy muy oculto, eh, le pusieron eh, le pusieron restricciones a las niñas para que nunca hablaran con los medios, le pusieron restricciones para que no podían opinar, no podían quejarse, no podían decir nada en redes sociales, no podían ventilar nada de información, eso se manejó muy mal, eso se manejó muy, muy, muy mal. Estuvo muy, muy mal hecho. Entonces, todas estas situaciones generaron todo este conflicto volteando a ver cómo está nuestra nuestra federación. Y pues bueno, todos, el 99.9% de toda la audiencia y gente de fútbol americano pide la cabeza de César, de, de César Barrera, piden que renuncie, piden fuera Barrera, y pues bueno, eh, todo este desastre que está pasando, eh, lo estamos viviendo todos los mexicanos, no solamente él. Estamos pagando las consecuencias y aún no termina esto. Esto aún no termina, esto apenas está empezando. Hay que esperar a ver a nuestras chicas cómo les va. Todavía no tienen vuelos de regreso. Se han hospedado en hoteles muy poco tiempo. Han estado, tú has visto las fotos, todo el mundo las ha visto. Han, esas fotos están circulando y videos están circulando en todo el mundo. Nuestras niñas están durmiendo en los aeropuertos. Están comiendo cualquier cosa que se encuentran en los aeropuertos. Sus familiares lo publican, que ellos mismos les han depositado dinero para que puedan comer, para que puedan hospedarse. Entonces, pues bueno, las redes sociales el día de hoy, a diferencia de hace unos cuantos años, no era lo mismo. El día de hoy, todo todo lo que sucede en, en el planeta gira alrededor de las redes sociales y nos podemos enterar. Y pues bueno, México está en, en el ojo de, de, del huracán y todos están enterando de lo que está pasando con nosotros, tristemente. José, ¿es estupidez en su parte? de ser idiota, porque eso es lo único que, que puedo de resumen, ¿verdad? Porque, ¿cómo no vas a planear boletos o reservar boletos con dinero para asegurar todo eso que pase? O si no tenías los fondos, como ha sido entrevistas y dice que, que no hay no había dinero. Ok, 
la excusa viene siendo que mandaste el, el equipo de flag a los World Games en Birmingham, ok, está bien, si no tuviste uh, uh, dinero adicional porque mandaste a ese equipo a ese evento, está bien, saliendo de ese evento debía de ser algo de realidad para el equipo femenil equipado, diciendo no tenemos dinero porque tuve que usar todo el dinero para mandar el, el equipo de flag, ¿verdad? Esa es la razón que no tenemos fondos, vamos a necesitar patrocinadores eh, para que nos ayuden. Lo que es, la, el, el esfuerzo de, maneja, de manejar el proyecto en esta forma, ¿ok? Eh, si fuera en nomás temporada o algo en caso de, you know, como FFX o Lexpa eh, eh, entre la entre la, el país, estuviera mal todavía. Pero este fue un, un evento internacional con la, el equipo que tenía anticipación, el, el, el fanático internacional, a ver qué iba a hacer México en este torneo. Y lo, lo tiró como, como basura, una farsa. Es correcto. Y te voy a platicar algo. Esta es la primera entrevista que doy oficialmente. Yo no no doy tantas entrevistas. No no me gusta. Me gusta que hablen de mi trabajo. Me gusta que hablen de mí. Sí. Esta es la primera, la, la primera entrevista que estoy dando oficialmente. Y te voy a decir algo. Lo que les he dicho a muchas personas. Cuando nos, nos desfederaron a Lexua, en ese congreso, en esta asamblea, yo le di unos oficios a todos los participantes, a todos los presidentes, de asociaciones, a todos los presidentes de los clubs, ahí mismo en vivo y en persona pasé a darles un juego de copias donde decía cada cosa que él había hecho y que estaba haciendo mal y, lo, y, que, y que quería yo exhibirlo, no me importaba que me desfederaran y que en ese momento me sacaran de la mesa directiva de la federación, quería dejarlo en claro y quería dejárselo en claro a todo el mundo porque iba a trascender el que yo en ese momento levanté la voz, cosa que nadie más había querido levantar la voz te voy a responder tu pregunta. Tu pregunta me dijiste, ¿él es estúpido? Y sí te voy a decir sí, porque en ese momento yo lo hice y se los dije a todos. Lo dejé muy en claro. Este tipo nos está robando, está haciendo muchas tranzas, está haciendo cosas malas, está viendo por sus intereses. Él tiene una liga de tocho flash que es de su familia. Él está viendo únicamente por su liga de tocho. Él tiene otra marca de ropa que, es, que también lo están dando durísimo con eso. También se los dije... Y lo puse en mi comunicado. Les dije, él me está desfederando porque sabe que yo voy para presidente de la federación. Por eso lo está haciendo. Él me quiere sancionar porque me quiere quitar del camino porque yo voy para presidente o porque me quería postular en su momento. Y él está haciendo todo este tipo de cosas, pero además se les está haciendo al fútbol nacional. No me las está haciendo a mí. No me las está haciendo a mí Manuel Ceja. No me las está haciendo a mí Lexo, porque yo Lexo me he hecho más grande desde que me desfedé me he hecho diez veces más grande que lo que era antes, diez veces. Entonces, él no me lo está haciendo a mí, no me lo está haciendo a mi liga, se lo está haciendo al fútbol nacional. Han pasado unos meses y el día de hoy, el día de hoy se los demuestro a todo México, se los demuestro a todo México que yo fui el único que levanté la voz, que fui el único que le exhibí y dejé muy en claro que estaba yo acertado y por qué me despedieron. Quería quitarme de su camino. Él, yo le estorbaba y sabía que yo ya había ventilado todas sus cosas, todas sus situaciones, y le iba a hacer un obstáculo, iba a ventilar más cosas todavía. Iba yo a hacerle la vida imposible, ¿por qué? Porque es un corrupto, no hay otra forma de decirlo, es una persona muy corrupto, muy corrupta. Entonces, bueno, eh, el día de hoy yo estoy muy tranquilo, estoy con la conciencia muy tranquila, estoy muy en paz, incluso te puedo decir que me siento satisfecho de haber sido levantado la voz, de haber, haber levantado la voz a nombre de todo México, 
de todos aquellos clubes que no quisieron levantar la voz y quejarse y denunciarlo. Yo lo hice. Me costó que me despedieran, sí. Pero a la vez, yo hice algo bueno por mi país y di la cara a nombre de todas esas personas que no quisieron hacerlo. Y el día de hoy ese comunicado va a trascender y se van a regresar, el tiempo se va a regresar, va a volver a, sa a salir a la luz ese comunicado y va a volver a exhibir todo lo que yo les había anticipado que iba a pasar y lo que estaba pasando. Entonces, pues bueno, eh, ahorita en este momento está muy mal parado México, vamos a esperar a ver qué pasa, vamos a, a, a tener fe en que puedan jugar nuestras niñas, vamos a tener fe en que por lo menos puedan, les den la oportunidad de demostrar lo que tenemos y lo que sabemos, que puedan regresar con bien, que puedan disfrutar su viaje. Y regresando, todas esas niñas ya lo publicaron en todos lados, ya hoy terminó la conferencia de prensa, esas niñas están muy molestas, los coaches ya se expresaron, están muy molestos, todos ellos van a levantar la voz y va a haber un movimiento en contra de la Federación Mexicana y del presidente César Barrera. Manuel, uh, José Manuel, ¿cómo, ¿cómo no comprende él que cualquier administración, tú, tú, tú corres Lexfa, y corres Lexfa sin probablemente mucho dinero, porque tienes que tener patrocinadores o tienes que tener algo de, de alguien que te ayude pues para los viajes o los jugadores inicialmente tienen la realidad viene siendo que ellos tienen que aportar ciertas cosas para si quieren ir a ciertos eventos ¿verdad? internacionalmente o cuando coordinas con al, con grupos pues internacionalmente no todo es pagado completamente de, de la liga pues porque no es no, no se puede pero sabiendo eso José tú has tú has puesto Alexfa a, a otro nivel como dices tú sabiendo de que es tienes que adquirir ciertos patrocinadores, tienes que tener uh, marcas para que te ayuden, algo de esa forma, pero eso, es, eso viene siendo administración, pero el, el caso de que todos no podemos aceptar, es la estupidez de que vas a reservar vuelos, y no lo reservas con dinero en inspectivo, y la y, y, y toma toma el, lo mal a la aerolínea, la aerolínea estaba haciendo negocio, okay. la aerolínea, si no, se, si no se pagan los boletos, la aerolínea se va a vender los boletos a alguien más, esa es, esa es la excusa, claro. cuando empezó él con esa excusa, esa, eh, dije yo, no piensa lo que está diciendo ahí, es, es estupidez. Totalmente, te voy a decir algo muy interesante, me voy a atrever a decirlo en este medio, es, hay una teoría muy grande de muchas personas, de muchos medios, de mucha gente que dice, ¿cómo no lo hiciste? ¿Por qué no lo hiciste que no tenías el dinero? Pues si te lo dieron, ¿en dónde está ese dinero? No sabemos, no sabemos por qué no lo hizo, no sabemos por qué no lo dijo. No tenemos a ciencia cierta eh, el tema de, 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 de la estupidez, exactamente así con las palabras. Pero te voy a decir algo. Muchos tenemos la teoría, y se habla mucho de que no lo hizo, tener un beneficio propio. Y ya lo estás diciendo tú. ¿Por qué no compró los boletos? ¿Por qué no los reservó? ¿Por qué no hizo esto? ¿Por qué no lo hizo otro? Bueno, creemos efectivamente que trató de hacer algo para inflar el costo de los boletos y obtener un beneficio, es lo que creemos muchos. No me consta, no estoy 100% seguro, no lo puedo garantizar, pero mucha gente efectivamente cree eso, cree que la única forma en la que pudo haber pasado esto y que él continuara con sus mentiras, y que él continuara sin dar la cara, y que él continuara haciendo todo esto, este desastre nacional, es que se enfrascó y se y se propuso hacer un, 
un beneficio propio económico y poder inflar el costo de todos estos boletos. Creemos que se confió a haber dicho, lo tengo que lograr, lo tengo que... eso es lo que creemos, es una teoría de mucha gente. No le estoy diciendo que lo diga yo, pero no encontramos otra forma, como lo dices tú. ¿De qué otra forma? ¿Por qué? ¿Qué, qué otra forma existe? ¿Por qué pasó esto? Bueno, la, la única solución que encontramos es esta. No, no le haríamos otra más. La, José, José, la responsabilidad al último, a, a, lo que, a lo que quiera decir, a las excusas que quiera hacer, la responsabilidad, él en cualquier entrevista que he mirado yo, no ha tomado responsabilidad por el error que él causó. ¿verdad? Está dando excusas por qué no pasó todo esto. Pero últimamente, si eres presidente, si eres manejador, eres lo que sea de una organización, es tu, tú eres la cabeza del error. Tú, últimamente tú eres el problema del error. Si no se pudo hacer, es porque no tuviste tú a algo mentalmente para hacer una decisión a más tiempo para hacer la realidad de que no vamos a tener los fondos, vamos a tener que hacer algo como grupo para a, a, a ir a este evento. Y no hizo eso porque hasta este día la, la entrevista, la presa que hizo de hoy, que está en lo mismo, él no está con las chicas en Finlandia. Eso, eso también se ve mal. Él debería de estar allá principalmente para revisar que desde punto A a punto, a punto Z están bien y están todos bien. Él está en México y ellas están sufriendo por, el, uh, por los vuelos y a llegar allá y tienen que menos de 36, que menos de 24 horas para prepararse contra el equipo que van a estar en, en el evento, eso se mira mal. No sé, no sé por qué, no sé por qué él no admite eso ahorita. No ha admitido eso. Ha dado excusas, bueno. pero no admite que fue su error que causó esa, esta farsa que últimamente no le dio la oportunidad al equipo para una medalla y al mismo tiempo el la comunidad del, del fútbol femenil okay, estuvo a, a apoyando. Mi punto también es de que el, 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 el equipo de oro de, de la flag no respondió o hizo algo para a las chicas en el momento que debían de ser, especialmente en, en las redes sociales. Y también para mí eso, eso es mal. ¿Por qué las chicas no vinieron a, a, a apoyar a las, las equipadas? Efectivamente, lo que acabas de decir es muy cierto. Esta entrevista que acaba de decir, esta conferencia de prensa que se acaba de dar, únicamente generó más dudas, generó más molestias. Uh -huh. Sí. Generó más confusión, pero sobre todo te, te puedo te puedo decir algo porque yo soy una persona muy activa en redes sociales por porque me gusta estudiar lo que hago, me gusta saber lo, lo que hago y es las redes sociales se están desbordando pidiendo su renuncia se están desbordando de mensajes diciendo que, que, que se vaya, que renuncie, que dé las gracias, que lo que hizo fue una estupidez, que lo van a demandar. Y te voy a decir algo, muchos medios han dicho eso, han dicho que cuando regresen las niñas y los coaches, a él le van a llevar demandas por el daño que generó, por el daño que provocó. Y efectivamente en esta, en esta conferencia de prensa no aclaró nada. Alguien que comete un error... Es, Debería decirlo, sí me equivoqué en esto o sí me equivoqué en el otro. Eh, eh, puedo dar mi renuncia o puedo este, hacer algo, puedo compensar, pero no dijo absolutamente nada, solo buscó justificarse. Es todo lo que hizo. Solamente trató de justificarse. Buscó pretextos, no, excusas, buscó excusas. José, 
puras excusas inválidas. Esa es la palabra. Es Todas las excusas que he hecho son inválidas. Porque no importa. El momento ya llegó. La situación ya está aquí. Si no tomas responsabilidad por, tu, por tus errores, entonces viene siendo alguien que mienta constante. Y eso es lo que estoy mirando. Una persona que, que está tirando el dedo a diferentes cosas, pero no se está tirando el dedo a él, a esa, a él mismo. Él, él es el presidente, se supone, presidente de la federación que afortunadamente no tiene dinero. Eso es lo que nos está diciendo. <risa> que es una, una, una federación que nomás existe para soportar el deporte, pero no hay dinero ni fondos. Y ese es un error. Ese, ese no es correcto. Es correcto. Lo que, todo lo que dijo, de verdad, es que es increíble. No sé si no piensa. No sé si no pensó las cosas que dice. De verdad, dice, trata de, de justificar. Es que yo soy un, eh, un servidor que aquí no gano absolutamente ni un peso. Nadie me paga. Nadie dice, bueno, sí, sí. Pero entonces, ¿dónde está el dinero? Entonces, ¿por qué lo sigues haciendo? Entonces, si nadie te paga, ¿por qué no renuncias en este momento? Entonces, ¿por qué con tu marca de ropa te aferras en vender y, y, y estás ganando y hay un patrocinio? ¿Dónde está ese patrocinio de esa marca de ropa con tu liga de pecho familiar? Me di José, ¿Por qué? me ¿Por dijeron qué? a mí, me dijeron a mí muchos muchos periodistas del Dario, de, de muchos source, de muchas uh, media, pues, de media, me dijeron a mí que él había puesto y no no puedo no puedo este pues you know, no puedo no puedo decir que es realidad pero me dijeron a mí que cierta si él puso que cierta marca era aprobada nomás por la federación y no le dio la oportunidad a cualquier otra marca ok exclusiva y ese y, y me está, y, y al mismo tiempo José está diciendo de que él, la federación no tiene dinero para hacer esos esos tratos entonces si no tiene dinero para hacer sus partes, se supone que, que, que quieres adquirir los más suficientes uh, you know, uh, compañías para que te den el, 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 lo más mejor costo, ¿no? A escoger una, tres de, de las cuatro, a ver quién te va a dar el mejor costo. Pero está diciendo que, que, no, que no, ha, no no puede hacer eso, pero es, si, si ETL es parte de su relación internal con familia, eso es corrupción. Exactamente. Eso... Eso que estamos platicando ahorita, yo lo expuse hace unos meses, enfrente de todo, la, todos los presidentes de México. Sí. Y nadie, 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 nadie quiso levantar la mano junto conmigo. El, el, nadie, José, nadie, nadie, el silencio, nadie quiso levantar la mano. El silencio, ok, de mucha gente ahorita, ponte a pensar, el silencio, como dices tú, de mucha gente ahorita mirando este desastre, este farsa, ok. Mirando todo esto, no 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 levantaron para hacer protesta, manifestaciones, que okay, no hicieron nada, era un silencio. Y eso es por, eso ya es como dices, igualmente es corrupción y están aceptando la corrupción. Eso es mal. Aceptaron corrupción de los uniformes. Aceptaron mucha corrupción mientras había pandemia por caprichos que tuvieron para activar unas ligas sí y otras no. Pero te voy a decir, a mí en lo personalmente, una de las cosas que más me molestó y que más estoy eh, resentido con este tema, la mesa directiva no se conforma únicamente por César Barrera. Hay cinco o seis personas más ahí. Un secretario, un vicepresidente, un vocal, eh, otro vocal, un tesorero. Todos ellos 
absolutamente todos ellos le hicieron eh, le hicieron la barba, le hicieron segunda, continuaron creyendo sus mentiras, defendieron sus mentiras, cabalaron y dieron pie a que me sacaran de la, de la mesa directiva a mí. Ellos fueron parte de, ellos también, ellos también van a salir arrastrados porque ellos están ahí. Ahorita no has, tú, ni tú lo sabías, ni nadie más lo sabía, hay mucha gente, hay muchísima gente que no lo sabe, no saben que existen ellos. Son cinco, seis, siete personas, no saben que existen ellos, pero todo va a salir a la luz en su momento y se los dije cuando entregué mi oficio y cuando me federaron. Todo va a salir a la luz, ellos están escondidos. Es, con todo esto que esto, está pasando, José, no, esto, José, viene siendo una banda de corrupción entre la federación. Es un, es un ojo negro ya. Es, es claramente corrupción. No puedes hacerla, no puedes ni, ni, ni puedes traer una excusa. Porque como, como dices tú, está él y estaban cuatro o cinco personas que podían corregir este, este error, ¿verdad? Hacer a, hablar. No vamos a poder, no vamos a poder pagar por los, por los, por el dinero para la, para llevarlas a las chicas. No vamos a tener dinero para, para los tiquetes. No vamos a tener dinero para los hoteles. Tenían que hablar, ¿no? En coordinar, hacer algo de diferente y no hicieron. So para él llegar aquí y decir a ellas que eh, 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 You know, un error o lo que sea y que no emite el error las personas que están embrutadas con él y no quiero usar esa palabra pero se supone que ese es el caso ya las personas que están embrutadas con él okay, y ya hicieron una cosa más mala para el deporte femenil pero cuando hablas de mujeres y el deporte ellos van a estar ya en, el, en la historia que la razón de que el equipo mexicano nacional que ganó bronce en 2017 y no pudo ir al 2022 Pilanda para competir por una medalla fue el, 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 va a estar en la historia del el error de César Barrera y sus bandas de, de, de la cabeza que tiene él dirigiendo es ellos van a estar responsables por este equipo no a, a, a adquirir una medalla porque la oportunidad la tenían para hacer y tenía buen equipo y este este equipo no no, no íbamos a saber si iba, si iba a adquirir bronce otra vez o plata o, o iba a competir para el oro contra Estados Unidos por ejemplo y, y este ya está ya es la, la leyenda que una persona no quiere tener es la leyenda de la leyenda de barrera así es él va a pasar a la historia y todo su equipo, todo ese staff que te comenté, van a pasar a la historia peor administración que haya existido en el fútbol americano de este país. Y no solo sí, como la peor administración. Él, él va a quedar, nadie lo va a olvidar que va a pasar como un delincuente. Una persona que, la, que robó los sueños de un equipo femenil que esperó cuatro años, cinco años con la pandemia para poder demostrar que ellas podían eh, demostrar que son dentro de las mejores de las campeonas. Esto nadie lo va a olvidar. Y, y efectivamente se va a quedar el antecedente, se va a quedar en la historia que no solamente eh, entorpeció esto, sino que además como tal es un delincuente que perjudicó al fútbol americano de nuestro país. Sí, y te pones a pensar todas las jugadoras con todos los episodios que pasaron de, desde que llegara a México a llegar a Finlandia. Esa historia todavía no se, no, se, no, no, se, no, no sabemos, pues, como dices tú, 
con los boletos, no boletos, no hotel, todo eso que pasó, pues, todavía ni sabemos todo eso porque las chicas lo, 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 van a, lo van a hacer saber, pues, pero al mismo tiempo, este, eh, no, ¿qué es, qué es arriba de la operación? ¿Es de Comedet? ¿Que, que puede hacer algo de, de o el gobierno? No sé, ¿quién puede tomar acción con, contra él y su, el, el grupo que hizo mis, mis manejador eh, todo esto? Mira, no sé, no sé exactamente, no sabemos, ¿eh? porque el gobierno se deslindó, hace unos días el gobierno se deslindó totalmente de lo que había dicho y hecho él, de todo, de toda su, su torpeza se deslindó. Entonces, no sabemos si el gobierno va a estar a su favor o en su contra, si lo va a defender o no lo va a defender. Eso no lo sabemos. Lo que te puedo decir es que las niñas y los coaches en cuanto regresen se van a desbordar con verdades y ya lo están publicando en sus redes sociales. Si tú ahorita buscas a cualquiera de los coaches o a las jugadoras, ya ellas ya perdieron el miedo, ya se armaron de valor y están publicando que este tipo dijo puras mentiras, que todo lo que está diciendo en entrevista es una farsa, que en cuanto regresen van a pedir una réplica y una y una, y una reunión, una conferencia de prensa para que ellas puedan explicar y dar su versión. Entonces, lo que sí te puedo garantizar, no, no sé qué vaya a pasar con el gobierno si lo apoya o no lo apoya. Lo que sí te puedo decir es que todo México pide su renuncia. Todo México pide su cabeza. No solo su renuncia, su cabeza por delincuente. Todo México lo hace. Entonces, José, eh, aunque el gobierno si haces, lo apoyo o no si haces, lo apoyo... Una si haces una investigación internal y sale, como dices tú, a lo que afortunadamente pensamos que es lo que está pasando, la, la corrupción internacional, esto es malo. No sé por qué está, está como tonto, no sabiendo que esto es malo. ¿Por qué no, por qué no ya hiciste un error grande? ¿Por qué no admites que la, una persona bajo tú hizo un error? ¿verdad? Alguien tuvo Exacto. que tener eh, un caso. ¿Por qué no dices, you know, eh, tengo responsabilidad, so, eh, la persona A, B o C no hizo su trabajo y ese es el causa de que pasó y no pudimos hacer esto? Por, no, algo para corregir el, la, ¿cómo dices? El, el error, y no lo está haciendo, lo está, lo, lo está tirando de que las chicas le dieron la oportunidad a las chicas para que hicieran su ticket, eh, eh, las chicas no dieron, tú, tú, tú corres Lexpa, José, ¿ok? Tú, tú traes los, el, el varonil, si, si no, si no uh, piensas el hotel, el, el, la transportación, si no, si no piensas de los vuelos, lo que sea, ¿verdad? Hay, hay, un, hay un proceso, pues es lo que estoy diciendo, hay un proceso de que tiene que ser casi natural el proceso, ¿verdad? No vas a, no, eso, eso es lo básico para ir a un evento. Ese es el problema que tengo yo con él, la, la estupidez de que el, el, los boletos los vas a reservar nomás. ¿Cómo estás eso? ¿Que le vas a reservar boletos nomás? Y, y como dices, es, es como un niño chiquito. Sí. Ya, ya cometiste un error. Ya di, di la verdad, te vas a evitar muchos problemas si dices la verdad. Si tratas de decir la verdad, a lo mejor. Pero en lugar de hacer eso, está mintiendo más y está mintiendo más. Y definitivamente no 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 sé qué pasa por él, no sé qué pasa en su cabeza. Él sigue mintiendo, sigue con su farsa, sigue creyendo que, 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 que los mexicanos somos tontos. Sigue creyendo que alguien le va a creer. O sea, definitivamente... No sé qué pasa por su cabeza, no sé, esto, más que ayudarle, cada vez lo está empeorando mucho más. Es, 
no, no, no se da cuenta que está empeorando. Cada vez está peor y bueno, no sé qué pasa por su cabeza de verdad. José, ¿qué piensas que va a ser el IFAB? ¿Va a ser algo el IFAB? Algo para... para sí. Yo yo estoy que no 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 le mandó información al IFAB durante todo este toda esta cosa. Y el presidente de IFAB, uh, Pierre Trochet, uh, le, le, mandé, le mandé mensaje yo para hacerle aviso lo que estaba pasando. Y él estaba uh, en, en este... No sé si en Europa, en un lado de Europa atendiendo un evento allá en, en el varonil, pero eh, nadie en, en, en Finlandia que yo me comuniqué, nadie sabía de lo que estaba pasando hasta que todos, eh, eh, Andy Romero puso posta ahí arriba, lo, las parayeras y Mel Trillo puso su información allá y nosotros empezamos a, a hacer este media y lo tercer cuarto, receptor México, empezamos todos a hacer todo you know, lo, lo posible para a tener atención, y él en dos o tres entrevistas dijo que ya tenía comunicado con IFAB. ¿Cómo va a aceptar IFAB este error? <ríe> ¿Verdad? ¿Cómo va a aceptar? Si eres presidente de IFAB, ¿cómo recibes el mensaje que, que no hiciste lo propio para, uh, para adquirir el equipo al evento? ¿Cómo, ¿Cómo está todo bien? No. Exactamente, mira. Ay, Paz, no sé cómo vaya a responder a esto. Yo pienso que después de que las chicas llegaron y van a competir y van a cubrir esos lugares, yo creo que no va a tomar muchas cartas en el asunto. Yo creo que va a decir, esto es un error de una persona y no de todo el país. Esto es un error sí. de una mala administración, sí. pero no de un país, no de unas niñas, no se lo merecen. México es un aliado muy fuerte en la IFA. México es un aliado muy, muy fuerte es una potencia de fútbol americano muy grande. Entonces, iPad sabe perfectamente que lo que hizo con el contador Jorge Orobio fue muy bueno. Eh, siempre se cumplió, siempre se esforzó por, por dar un buen fútbol, una buena imagen de su país. Entonces, yo creo que iPad no va, no creo, yo lo creo, ¿eh? es mi opinión personal, yo creo que no va a perjudicar a México. Eso es lo, eso es lo que yo creo que va a pasar, y menos porque se acerca a un mundial de cine. Pero, sí, bueno, bueno, esa es mi opinión. No sé, no sé si realmente nos vayan a multar. Hay multas económicas muy fuertes, hay desafiliación. Pero esto, bueno, pues ya lo ya, ya lo estarán viendo. Ya lo estaremos viendo. Yo creo que no va a pasar. Yo creo que van a, van, les van a dar la oportunidad de competir. Ya no merecen medalla. Ya no compiten por un primer lugar. Pero, pues bueno, vamos esa este era la intención también de que las niñas fueran, de que llegaran aunque sea tarde. Que no se nos desafilie a México como país de la IFAF. Yo digo que uh, en, cuando ya revise todo el presidente y algo de que se, se pone a mirar que fuera mentiras, del, de, se supone de barrera en, en las circunstancias que, te, que tenemos, yo digo que eh, la justicia está de que él debe de ser eh, este, quitado de la federación y la administración debe de cambiar con alguien diferente y a, la oportunidad se le va a dar, a, se supone, a, al otro evento y a ver si van a hacer el mismo error, you ¿no? Know? Pero no sé. So, no, no sé si va a ser eso eh, en, en el caso, pero eh, es una forma de, de para qué, este, de, como dices tú, para qué este, a, hacer algo al país cuando el error es, eh, es de una de cinco personas nomás. Se mira mal, se supone, con la federación. Y, pero al mismo tiempo, como dices tú, es algo de, de que van a tener que tener opinión, ¿no? 
Exactamente. Eso es correcto. Eso es, lo que, eso, eso es mi punto de vista también. Yo es lo que creo y opino y esperemos que sea así. No se, no se lo merecen las niñas. No, no, se lo merece, no, no se lo merecen miles de mexicanos que practicamos este deporte, que nos esforzamos día a día por culpa de cinco eh, personas de pantalón largo que buscan un beneficio propio económico. No nos merecemos que, 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 la, que la IFAP no, nos sancione, ni mucho menos que nos desafilie. Sí, yo sé, es un punto, no sé, gracias por tu tiempo, José, por venir a hacer you know, la discusión con nosotros, tomar eso. A Carelli, afortunadamente, no ha respondido, me dijo que podía estar hoy, pero afortunadamente no sé qué pasó con ella, so, uh, you know, este, uh, voy, a, voy a, este, a, mensa a mandar mensaje a ella, quería agarrar su punto, se supone, porque estaba con la manifestación y, el, y los protestos allá con ella, Uh, so no sé si algo pasó con ella. So, uh, espero que no esté algo mal. Um, pero, José, este, Lexpa este, ha crecido a mucho, a mucho el, uh, nivel so, esperando uh, uh, los, los eventos que, que vengan en varonil. Uh, miramos que estabas en el estadio de Cowboys, ¿no? En, en Dallas también. Es correcto, mira. Desde que, desde que nos desafiliamos, nos desafiliaron tal como se los dije nosotros vamos a, nosotros no vamos a, a ponernos a pelear con nadie en redes sociales ni ni, ni a rogar ni nada nos pusimos a trabajar tuvimos un juego en el estado de los cabos en el en el AT&T Stadium como el primer uh -huh. que la primera liga la primera liga de veteranos la primera liga de seniors que juega en un estadio de la NFL nunca había pasado en México lo logramos fuimos con aproximadamente 58 personas nos fue maravilloso, nos fue increíble, los dejamos boquiabiertos con nuestra administración, sobre todo con la, nuestra administración. Nuestro fútbol, el juego estuvo muy reñido, terminamos la primera mitad perdiendo 6-0, al final del día este, no, se elevaron más en el marcador, pero, pero los gringos estaban maravillados, estaban entusiasmados, agradecidos de todo lo que llevamos, todo lo que les dimos, que hicimos, la manera tan respetuosa de en la que nos comportamos todo absolutamente, y eso generó que nos invitaran de nueva cuenta, y por ello vamos a, 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 a repetir la hazaña este 19 de diciembre en el SoFi Stadium, en el estadio de los Rams. Eh, para este 19 de diciembre estás invitadísimo, ojalá puedas estar con nosotros, nos gustaría mucho que nos acompañaras. Posteriormente también tuvimos un torneo nacional, un campeonato nacional la semana pasada, un campeonato nacional que nunca se había hecho en México, equipo de fútbol arena, fútbol arena vinieron 10 estados de toda la república, 10 ciudades, y curiosamente cuando lanzamos nuestra convocatoria también la federación, la, la federación también lanzó una, nos quisieron tu, eh, tirar nuestro evento, nos quisieron competir, nos quisieron tirar nuestro evento, cosa que está muy mal hecho, la federación está para unir al fútbol, está para fomentar el fútbol, para unir a las ligas, está para hacer crecer el deporte en el país, no para hacerle competencia a una liga. Eres la Federación de Fútbol Americano de México. No le debes de competir a una liga, debes de tratar de unirla y apoyar sus eventos. Bueno, César Barrera lanzó su convocatoria y trató de tirarnos nuestro evento. Con ellos únicamente, únicamente jaló un equipo. Nosotros éramos 10. Tuvieron nacional, obviamente lo cancelaron. Para nosotros fue una cachetada con guante blanco para demostrar cómo hacemos nuestro trabajo y lo bien que se habla. Y nos fue maravilloso. Se fueron hablando maravillas de nuestro campeonato nacional. Los dejamos impactados. Entonces, ahorita con este juego que vamos a tener en el SoFi Stadium, 
la gente está en, en, engrandecida, está agradecida. Los norteamericanos, el Team America y, y a nuestro amigo Mike, ellos están maravillados y agradecidos y por ello nos volvieron a invitar. Es para nosotros un placer y un orgullo decir que somos los únicos mexicanos que hemos jugado en estadios. Vamos a ser los primeros y únicos que jugamos en un estadio de la NFL que no sea el Cowboys, el Cowboys Stadium. Y, y el haberlo hecho eh, eh, dos en el mismo año, definitivamente, definitivamente somos muy grandes. En este momento somos más grandes que cualquier otra liga y que, y que muchas administraciones y organizaciones con esto que estamos haciendo. Dejamos en claro que haciendo las cosas bien y transparentes, sin un apoyo de un gobierno, sin un apoyo de nadie, lo estamos logrando y lo estamos haciendo correcta y adecuadamente, sin tener que buscar intereses propios ni lucrar a costillas de nadie más. Entonces eso... Eso habla maravillas de, de, de la lejos y de lo que hemos trabajado, sin el apoyo de una federación, ni de ni de presupuesto de un gobierno, ni de patrocinadores. Y pues bueno, ojalá ojalá pudieras acompañarnos el 19 de diciembre allá en el Sofa y Stadium en Los Ángeles. Puedo hacer, sí, sí puedo hacer un atento. Afortunadamente tengo algo en, 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 en casa pues que tengo que atender. Uh, con mi esposa tuvo un stroke y vamos a tener que hacer rija para que se, se recupere, pues. Pero a ver si, si Dios quiere, este antes de diciembre, si se pasa, uh, con mucho gusto estar allá y te contacto uh, para, uh, si voy a estar allá, para estar este, atento también. Um, José, uh, Lexfa, ¿qué es el futuro de Lexfa femenil en, en tus ojos? Hablamos a la última vez y dijiste que y no vamos a estar con arena, pero eh, 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 el femenil con, con Lexfa se va a elevar al mismo tiempo que has elevado el varonil en diferentes formas. Te lo explico. El hecho de que nos desfederaran nos pegó mucho porque las niñas las niñas desconocían mucho esa parte del fútbol femenil de que de que como no iban a poder competir ni ser partícipes de, de un mundial se dejaron engañar se dejaron engañar cayeron en muchas mentiras pero también las niñas son inteligentes y van despertando nosotros bajamos en muchos números de equipos de jugadores pero ahorita después de los torneos que hemos hecho todas han levantado y se han proclamado porque van a volver al ECFA, vamos a tratar de levantar el nivel que teníamos antes, el número de ahorita tenemos un juego planeado para Canadá en noviembre con la liga de NIFA ahí en Toronto, uh -huh. Canadá esperamos poder llevar un buen equipo representativo pues, eh, vamos a jugar en uno de los de los estadios de los mejores de allá de Toronto no recuerdo el nombre pero pero Liston B es el encargado es el presidente de, de la liga en, en Toronto, Canadá y pues bueno eh, queremos hacer ese evento, queremos retomar la fuerza y, y reforzar que vamos a estar de nueva cuenta eh, saliendo del país y con la femenil queremos agradecerla nuevamente. Pues vamos a trabajar en estos meses para volver a levantar todo lo que es los proyectos de fútbol americano de la femenil equipada y apoyar a nuestras niñas. All right, José, uh, ¿qué se les, ¿dónde se puede contactar a alguien que está interesado con Lexfa para uh, chicas, pues? específicamente porque cubrimos eso aquí, ¿qué es, qué es eh, el más mejor contacto? ¿Vienes siendo Lexfa en, ex, en Instagram y Lexfa en, face, en Facebook o, o tienes un email o algo? Yeah. O, o, ¿O nos pueden contactar? Eh, 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 Lexfa es muy grande. Lexfa, gracias a Dios, lo que hemos hecho ya son 20 años, es muy grande. La pueden encontrar en cualquier parte. La pueden, la pueden encontrar en Twitter, como Lexfa uh -huh. MX. La pueden encontrar en, en Instagram, también Lexfa MX y en Facebook. Este, también aparecemos igual de la misma forma como Lexfa Arena Fútbol México. Además tenemos nuestra propia página que es eh, www.lexfa.mx 
o www.arenafutbol.com.mx hay muchas uh -huh. redes, si ustedes googleando cualquiera de las lexas, nos, nos encontramos en todas las redes sociales. José, gracias por venir a hacer tu tiempo. Yo sé que te, te estás todo el tiempo este, con todos tus proyectos y todo, pero quiero nomás agarrar una opinión para hacerle saber a, a nuestros fanáticos de que you know, la situación que pasó contigo a lo que se ha acudido hoy no es una coincidencia, ¿verdad? Es la, la misma administración de la federación. So, en este caso, como dices tú, el, el, la persona impuesto con la federación no está para soportar el fútbol nacionalmente sin división. Y, y eso es afortunadamente no, el caso ahorita. So, uh, you know, si quieren soportar a José, uh, porque no sé si a este punto José vas a, vas a adquirir la presidencia de la federación, porque no es necesario, porque ya estás haciendo tú propia federación con Lexfa y haciendo más buenas cosas internacionalmente. So, en este punto se supone que va a ser algo de cambio bajo la, you know, lo que va a decidir la IFAB y lo que van a hacer las chicas cuando, cuando vuelgan para atrás. Pero uh, a, a ti, José, gracias por tu tiempo y gracias por este, soportar el femenil al lado de, de, tu, de tu marca Lexfa. Muchas gracias a ti por invitarme. Es un placer, de verdad. Agradezco mucho tu invitación. Cuando busquen aquí me encanta hablar de fútbol, me encanta compartirlo todo con esta comunidad tan bonita y apasionada que es la de nuestro fútbol americano, eh, femenil, sobre todo que las chicas están creciendo muchísimo alrededor de todo el país, lo estamos viendo en este mundial. Y pues bueno, se avecinan cosas mucho mejores todavía. Va, No va a dejar de crecer este deporte y esta modalidad para ellas. Cuando gustes, aquí estoy a las órdenes. Muchas gracias por la invitación, es un placer para mí. Y pues bueno, sigan a, a todas nuestras redes en Lexfa. Y, y nos vemos cuando gusten próximamente. Ok, José, ya nos miramos este, la nueva temporada de, de NFL. Estamos rivales, Rams, Niners, pero en el, en el femenil estamos de acuerdo. So, uh, a ver qué espera la, la temporada para los Niners y los Rams. Es correcto. Mucho éxito, mucha suerte con tu equipo. Adiós, José. Gracias. Uh, Tengo buenos caminos y uh, esperándole el evento en el SoFi, ¿ok? Ok. Maravilloso. Te mando un fuerte abrazo. Adiós. Adiós. Hasta luego. All right, guys. Uh, that was Jose Manuel Seja. I, I don't know what happened to Corelli uh, Lopez. She was supposed to call in. Um, I don't know if something happened with our connection from Mexico to here. So I will contact her, and then we'll see if we can get her on maybe next Tuesday before we do our, hi our hiatus for the season. Uh, at this point, I do apologize for her not making the uh, – as we had advertised it so I apologize for that sometimes these things happen and um, issues do arise within a live podcast um, so we'll hopefully we will either reschedule her in the future get her opinion on the situation that happened in Mexico and uh, but I'd like to thank Jose Manuel Ceja here those of you that can translate in Spanish um, you know listen to in Spanish um, his whole uh, recap is the fact that You know, President uh, Cesar Barrera has not even to, to this day admitted that he did some wrongdoing, not acquiring the flight, not making the arrangements for the players to, to fly to Finland, not understanding the magnitude of this team that they could have made an impact in Finland, could have stirred things up, shocked the world, if you want to call it, could have been in a metal state again, even though they got their bronze in 2017, this team could have maybe earned a silver 
could have even competed for a gold at this point, and uh, it just didn't happen. And, and the mismanagement, the internal corruption, the people behind Cesar Barrera, in terms of, the, like he said, the, the people involved with the funding, the people involved with the administration that could have correct, could have advised him when the funds were not there for the flight for whatever reason. His excuse is there was not enough, you know, support. There was not enough brands involved. There was nobody that's stepping up to, to c- accumulate the funds. If you didn't have the funds, then why would you torture the players? Why didn't you just tell the players the, the reality check of saying, hey, we don't have the funds. Everybody's going to have to fundraise to get their plane ticket to make their hotel arrangements to arrive in Finland on time for that tournament. The players, the family members, their supporters, everybody you know, could have done GoFundMe's like we do here in the States where we try to do those for travel uh, within leagues. That could have happened. It did not happen. And so you know, the mistake was made, but no correction to that mistake. I mean, you had ample time. We had five years to plan for this tournament. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me bring in Coach Terry Lister to get his take on this whole mess, and then we'll talk day two of the uh, IFAB World Championships. Hey, Terry, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know where to go from here, Terry. This is just a disaster, a travesty, a mess. Uh, just, oh, my God. Just, just the fact that he ruined the buzz for the tournament and ultimately ruined the buzz for the tournament. Uh, just crazy. Yeah. Um, like you said, the whole situation is very unfortunate. Um, I, I mean, I've only been involved with women's football for about eight years, so it's not like I've been around for 20 years. But in the time that I've been around in football, I haven't really heard of something like this happening where, you know, you have a national tournament where literal countries are able to play American football against each other, and one country literally fumbles the ball this badly to where the team has a hard time getting there. Um, they're not able to play their first game, so it's automatic forfeits. Now they have no chance of winning gold or winning a medal at all. Um, so the whole thing is a mess. It's hard to say, um, you know, what happens behind the scenes, but the only thing that's obvious is that it was mishandled. And I feel, I feel most um, – I feel like the worst for the players because the players don't deserve that. The players deserve – you know, to represent their country and all this stuff to be taken care of so they can have a stressless trip to, um, you know, overseas to play in this tournament. And um, it's unfortunate they had, to, they had to go through what they've had to go through because they don't, they don't deserve that. So, hey, you know, Terry, you're in women's football. We're covering women's football. You know that the travel mm-hmm. costs, whether it be in season in the States, right? It's always yeah. a burden, yep. right? Not, yes. That's not a surprise. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you, do you not understand that this guy just didn't even take into account the fact that the decency part would be to what? To admit that you don't have funds to get you to Finland? Yeah. You had five right. years. You yeah. had five years from 2017 to 2020. You had five years to figure that out. How are you a moron? Yeah. That's the only word I can yeah. come up with. How are you a <laughs> moron? Like, literally yeah. a moron. Yeah. And I want to be polite. Yeah. I don't want to be, you know, pinpointing people like that. But at the same time, there's only two words, moron and idiot. That's literally yeah. the two words you can come up with. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's not like it's not like this tournament was announced three months ago. You know what I mean? And all these yeah. countries had to scramble to make, make arrangements and raise funds and et cetera, et cetera. If they had four or five years to see this coming, and they literally didn't use that time to plan accordingly – to buy tickets ahead of time, 
so that all this stuff was, you know, um, planned out well so the players could just be taken care of correctly. Um, but it's just mismanagement, you know what I mean? And like, like you said, it is just a shame for it's the players. It's a travesty. Um, I think the word is yeah. a travesty, right? I don't want to use yeah. it as harsh as it is, but it's a travesty. This is just a knucklehead yeah. move that could have been avoided. Terry, Absolutely. the worst part about it is you, you're part of the Denver Bandits, right? You got the, yeah. the owner, um, you got yourselves, right? You got a couple people that yeah. are helping out with the media part, right? At some point, there were checkpoints. Who did not mm-hmm. tell this guy <laughs> that no funds are not going to get you to Finland? I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, makes, it makes you wonder. I mean, unfortunately, um, you know, like, like you said, I'm not trying to paint any certain country in a bad light, but we have heard through the grapevine that um, there's been some, some mismanagement at leadership positions when it comes to American football being played in Mexico and how, yeah. how the Mex- Mexican, you know, football team is handled. So this isn't new to us. It's just we, we, we've never seen it fumbled this badly and on a national stage. And so it's just really unfortunate, man. I, I feel bad for the players. I wish there was something I could do to help. Um, it kind of is what it is at this point. You know, they're going to be playing a game, I think, to, is it tomorrow? Tomorrow's the uh, – yeah, day, day two tomorrow, yeah. And, you know, yeah, uh, uh, Terry – you you you're you're with the uh, the bandits. If if somebody said you're not going to be able to compete for the WNFE championship because you can't mm-hmm. make it there because we've got no funds right. to get there, right? Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I'm no, saying I mean, you would have you, you would have gotten there. You would have said, hey, the the championship is already set. It's in Finland. We got to get our asses to Finland. It's a right? it's a very good it's point. It's like going to Dallas. So, to, you know, to your like, point. we already know where it's set. We already know where the event's <laughs> going to happen. You know, we got to figure yeah. out a way to get to Dallas. I mean, this is what I'm exactly. saying. It's like this this guy is just and, – and he's out there on on press press releases out there in, and doing interviews, and not once, mm-hmm. Terry, has he admitted, I'm sorry. I'm the guy that caused this. I apologize for the screw-up. You know, the no, four people ahead. below me didn't do their job, right? I'm sorry yeah. that this happened to the player. No, none of that. And this guy right. has the audacity no. not, not even to show up in Finland. It would be one thing to say, I'm traveling with the team to observe all this chaos, and I apologize for all these, all these issues that have been arisen, right? And I'm here with them suffering as well. Not even. He's sitting right. in Mexico. Everybody else is suffering, trying to get two or three flights to get to, to Helsinki to, for the tournament. Yeah. Just a disaster yeah. is the other word. Yeah. Freaking disaster. No, I, agree. I agree. And to your point, um, like you said, you know, with any, with any football team that's ran correctly, let me use that as a preface. If it, if the team's ran correctly, like you said, there, there's, there's a hierarchy, right? There's owners at the top. There's a GM that takes care of some other stuff. There's coaches, there's players, athletic trainers, et cetera, et cetera. So like you said, if there's all these, these people that are all a group, they're supposed to get, get something done whether it's getting 30 players from Mexico to, you know, Helsinki, whatever the, whatever the case, it probably wasn't on just him. Um, and if it was, that, 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 that in itself is a problem. But like you said, the fact that these players assumed that everything was taken care of and then it's dumped on their lap at the last second that it's not taken care of and we might not get there. We might have to forfeit games. We might not get there at all. 
Then you have, like, you hear about five players that have left and they're making the trip. Obviously, you can't play football with five players. And then you hear that a, a few more are there, and now you have 18 players. And just the whole thing is a mess. Um, there's no excuse for it. It was mishandled. There's not, it's not even debatable. It was mishandled grossly. And so now the question is, how, how is this handled going forward? If the guy that messed this whole thing up is not taking any accountability, then how does things change, right? Because we know that Mexico deserves better, um, but, how, but how do we enact change, especially, you know, because no offense, but football is an American sport, right? They call it American football for a reason. So mm-hmm. in, in America, football is like religion. So we care about football the most. So we would have the biggest voices about making change, but I wonder what, what would enact the change because it's, this guy that, is in charge of stuff that fumbled it so badly, he's kind of acting like he has nothing to worry about, right? And that bothers me because if that's the case, if he's untouchable and he can mismanage it and he get, nobody cares, then that's a huge problem. Um, and so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure, you know what I mean? But I'm definitely so, open you know, to whatever smells, people have. It smells corruption, as Jose had alluded yeah. here back in February. Right. It, yep. and, and he's actually just adding to it, right? <laughs> it's like... He's yeah. adding to the image of corruption, literally yeah. adding to it on an yeah, everyday, right? It's just like, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you want to do that to yourself? It's just, it's maddening to think that he just, yeah, and baffling. Cesar Barrera, people do not yeah. do change.org things unless they want change. That's what they do. And you're on <laughs> right. a change.org demand with mm-hmm. signatures. That's got to yeah. tell you a lot, right? That's like vitriol type mentality. That's like hatred already. <laughs> That's like unlikable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we get changed our org for, for criminal purposes, right? For people that are obviously are doing uh, malicious things. And, you know, I had mm-hmm. one player send me a tweet, and he, the only tweet she said to me was, Terry, this guy is evil. <laughs> you, yeah. if, if somebody sends you a tweet like that, that is scary. This, the fact yeah. that this guy has so much pull, and and he thinks mm-hmm. like somehow that he's above the law, is that right. is scary. That is scary thought. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah, but it's not good. you know what, Terry? Let's let's move the page. Uh, I was gonna have Corelli in here, uh, Corelli Lopez to come in. Uh, she's not gonna make it, unfortunately. So we're gonna just go ahead and finish up and and get ourselves ready for day two. That's what we want to do, right, Terry? Kind of get ourselves focused yep. on football. Let's get this we, going here. Day one, Terry. Let's let's recap quickly. I know Mark did his recap for us. Your impressions of day mm-hmm. one: Mexico against Germany. Germany's been gone for since what 2010. Really, a brand new squad trying to build together a program again. And we saw obviously the best of the best in Team USA. We had WNFC, WFA. What a mm-hmm. what a, an incredible line. Maria Jackson. You know D Scott. Uh, it, it was just overpowering. Mm-hmm. So Germany falls 63-0. to zero. No surprise there. I don't think it was even a surprise to you, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, USA is obviously the favorite, and um, that first game made it look like there's, they're a favorite for a reason. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how it goes forward because they won 63-0, to zero, which is as, as, uh, about as lopsided as you can be. But then you look in Finland won 49-0, to zero, and Canada won 33 to six, so or 30, 32 to six. I'm not sure which one of those is accurate, but 
I mean, all three of those teams won decisively. Unfortunately, Great Britain's moving moving ahead because of a forfeit to Mexico, which is the Mexico's fault. Um, so who, who the Gary, hell knows? If you're good to, Britain right now, come yeah. yourself right now. You got almost what two weeks to plan for this yeah. this this game tomorrow. I mean, right. you don't want that. You don't want it to be where that's your fall-in game up, up against Canada. <clears throat> this is your big test. This is your yeah. big test. If you're Great Britain, you're coming in against the silver medal winning team that just took down Australia, 33-6. Mm-hmm. Credit the the Canada defense. Offensively, mm-hmm. they played really decent ball. Good run mm-hmm. game, balanced attack. Now we get right. to see what you know Phoebe Sketcher and and, and uh, the Great Britain team here has to offer. This is a big moment for for uh, Great Britain because they get the forfeit win, which they didn't have to battle Mexico. Now they literally are afforded a medal opportunity. That's huge. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, I mean, there's different ways to look at it, right? Like they got a forfeit win over Mexico, um, which they didn't earn anything, right? Like they, they could have got blown out by Mexico. Nobody knows. And we never will know, unfortunately. Um, Great Britain could be a good team. They could be the second or third best team in, in, the, in the tournament, or they could not be a good team. And we're going to see that tomorrow. Um, and so I'm interested to see, you know, how it goes because the other three teams, you know, we've seen them play. So we've seen how their teams played, what the, what the score difference was, stuff like that. And so I'm eager to see how Great Britain stacks up to Canada. Now, um, Terry, if you're, if you're Finland, this is the matchup mm-hmm. you wanted, right? If you're Finland, Euro champions, this is your home. Uh-huh. This is where the event is held. Right, you, if you want to make a moment of moment, you will have to take down USA. No, I mean, I'm just saying. Be careful. It's in your stadium. Yeah, it's, the event is in your stadium. Yeah. This is like oh, the biggest, for sure. the biggest moment. If you're a, a player in, on Finland's team right now, this coming tomorrow, yeah. it will be the biggest moment for the U.S. It is a mm-hmm. a moment, right? Yeah. Because this is also a moment where like you don't want to be the the team that Finland mm-hmm. beat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what the, it will be, oh. the blemish, in other words. You don't have the blemish. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I think the U.S., you know, are favorites to win the whole thing. Um, Finland won 49-0, so that's nothing, you know, to overlook. And so, like you said, it's in, in their home their homeland, and they're, they're playing the number one seed. So that has all the drama that, you can, that, you, that you'd like. And so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, it kind of reminds me of, like, Rocky Four, right? Like Ro- Rocky versus mm-hmm. the Russian, Ivan, Ivan Drago, yeah. um, where uh, <laughs> Rocky requested the, to fight in Russia in the uh, Ivan Drago's homeland, and then uh, we know how all that went. But unfortunately for Finland, um, it's, it, the reverse is, is true as far as Rocky Four goes. So... Um, the U.S. The USA. Well, I guess in the movie, it's just a movie, right? So Rocky won in the movie, but <laughs> in actuality, you know, like Ivan Drago is the overpowering favorite in the homeland. I would I would say USA is the overpowering favorite, with uh, Finland being Rocky Balboa. Uh, but we'll see if you know any, any team can win on any given day. But USA did look damn good in, in game one, so we'll see. So Terry. Uh, this is the matchup we got to concentrate on. 
Uh, you have mm-hmm. T.D. Kosinen of the, of the Renegades, fantastic WFA season, national championship. She knows yeah. what this moment is about, multi-time champion as well. You also have Essie yeah. uh, Sastatomian. She's also looking forward mm-hmm. to this, this matchup on the, on the uh, linebacker side because she knows mm-hmm. what this moment is all about. So, if, you know, if you're like Nikander, uh, 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 Kusinen, Sestomian, they know what this moment is about. That's what I'm saying. This is, this is like country pride moment for the Finland, for mm-hmm. the Finland team. It is. It is. And, you know, I, I love an underdog. Um, so mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a patriotic guy. I, I'm, I'm a fan of America. It's where I live. It's where I'm from. And so, of course, I'm a USA fan. But I also like an underdog, too. And so I'm hoping it's a good game. You know, USA is a stacked team with good coaching and uh, not many holes. Um, I can't say much about Finland. I haven't watched them play. But I know a few of the players, like you mentioned, um, that are really good players. But, um, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, Oscar, where, you know, if you're playing Texas Elite Spartans or you're playing Boston Renegades, it's just a mm-hmm. different monster, right? And so until you play those teams – you don't really understand the different levels that there are. And I think in this tournament, Team USA represents that team that's um, just on a different level. And so we'll see. If I'm wrong, tomorrow's game will be very good. It'll be a close game with Finland, and Finland could win. But if I'm right, USA will win decisively. Maybe not 63 to nothing, you know what I mean, but still pretty, pretty handily. And so I'm, I'm eager to see what happens. Well, you got the weapons on either side. The uh, the mm-hmm. running back, the running back uh, by commission, basically for U.S. You got D. Scott, um, Adrian, uh, I believe Adriana Gonzalez. You also have, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, just a, a, a plethora of offenses. Uh, Maria Jackson, right? Um, you know, yep. Lexi Floor. I mean, you got, you, got, mm-hmm. you got Bushman on top of that. You got yep. Tagaloa. I mean, it, it is like you said. Uh, it will be a uh, on that side, uh, the Finnish the Finnish squad, uh, Essa and company, they're going to have to really uh, bear down to try to mm-hmm. stop that offense. And on the other side, Finland has to really uh, Raddy uh, QB Raddy and company. They're really going to have mm-hmm. to you know take advantage of uh, of openings and and some of the some of the issues in the secondary or on the side something to penetrate the the defense on the U.S. So you know something that Germany couldn't do. But overall, mm-hmm. it, it, I think that Finland is the competition the U.S. really wants to have because the bottom line is if and when this happens, it will happen again. If they get past Finland, it, more than likely we will see the North American final again like we've been seeing for the last uh, four tournaments. Right. Yeah, so I, I completely agree. I think if Finland's listening to this podcast, which I'm not sure if that's likely or unlikely, but if they're listening – my two words of advice as a football coach myself, the first thing and the most important thing is you cannot play afraid. If you play afraid, the game is already over before it starts. So you cannot mm-hmm. play afraid for one minute of that game. The second part, second thing of advice is you have to play damn good, a near-perfect near game because the mm-hmm. USA just has a really, a really good roster and not many holes. And so for you to stay with them, you know what I mean? You have to capitalize on turnovers, you know, f- pressure them, force them into turnovers, you know, use momentum, have long drives where you milk the clock, um, stuff like that. There, there's a way to win the game, 
um, but saying it and doing it are two different things. So, if you're Finland right now, um, um, mm-hmm. Terry, uh, the run game goes through uh, Kusinen. Plenty of film yep. USA has on Kusinen based on the WFA film, right? <laughs> so there's right. a there's yep. already you know there's already a game plan. I'm pretty sure by Callie Branson on how to stop the freight mm-hmm. train here on the other side because that is their, literally that is their main weapon on offense. It's she's yep. the run game. And if the blocking is there, Terry, as to your point, if the blocking is there, Finland has to play a seamless offensive matchup. If they have to use their best weapon, that means what? The interior line, that line has to be very on point, to your point, right? To get her space, to get her the yards, to really break up some points. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's, it's the old adage, right? The old coaching adage that um, they, they can know what we're running, but they still have to stop it. So if the whole mm-hmm. world knows that Finland's going to run the ball with Kusinen <laughs> and you have a good offensive line that's pumped up, that's ready to pancake people and open holes for her, then they're going to have a good game and they're going to move the ball. But if USA knows that they're going to do that and they're coaching to stop that, now you know one, one of two things is going to happen, right? You're either going to be able to execute regardless because your offensive line is really good and Kusinen's a beast, or – Kusinen's going to have a really long day, and she's going to end up with about, you know, 20 yards total, and uh, it'll mm-hmm. be a lopsided victory for USA. So, like I said, I hope it's a good game. Um, I, I love team, team USA, but, you know, seeing a score like 63 to nothing isn't really competitive, and so I like to see things to be, you know, a little bit more even uh, in these last, you know, couple rounds. So, fingers crossed. I think maybe uh, country pride is what we're looking for mm-hmm. from Finland, right? It's your home stadium. Yeah. It's a big yeah. event. It is a, a moment that you would, yeah, you can have as a national mm-hmm. team to beat the U.S., yeah. maybe to score a couple of touchdowns on the U.S. or limit the U.S. to, like you said, a, an under-30 score as an example, you know, for right. as an example on defense. Uh, that would yep. still be a win, right? If you can if you can beat by, you know, 33 to 21 or something, 33 to mm-hmm. 27 or something, or something like in that nature, right, to keep it close. If you can be competitive, yeah. as to your point, uh, that's going to be a win as well. But to, to upset and to really make it happen, I mean, like you said, the underdog is there. And if if they believe that they can do it, it is basically, like you said, they're, they're going to have to play their best game. They're going to have to play their best game as a squad to try to match up yeah. against uh, Team USA. You have to have the belief first, Oscar, because you can't fake yeah. that. Um, but if you really believe in your heart that you can beat anybody, including USA, then that's the first step to winning. And then after that, it's just execution, right? So if your coaching staff puts you in a position to be successful, then it's just a matter of you executing. And, you know, you can't get big eyes. You can't get intimidated. You can't be like, oh, crap, we're playing USA. None of that. There's no, there's no time for that. You know what I'm saying? So ballers are going to ball. And so hopefully – Finland has enough ballers to hang, to hang tomorrow. And knowing Kusinen, I mean, uh, she already told the press. Uh, I'll give you mm-hmm. the quote, Terry, and you probably heard the quote. Quote, unquote, they are women just like us, unquote. So she's ready. <laughs> ready. She's ready. Yeah. That is like the that quote. quote. They like are women quote. just like us, unquote. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Right? And they, they're, yeah. they're eating the same oatmeal that we're eating, she said. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that also reminds me of, 
That reminds me of Tomorrow Rocky. Tomorrow's going to be a good one. In the, yeah. In that Rocky movie, remember when the trainer, um, Rocky cut the, cut the uh, Russian? He like, yeah. cut his eye. He was bleeding. And the trainer's like, you see? You cut him. He's, he's human. You can beat him. <laughs> that stuff pumps me up, man. So shout out to her. That's an awesome quote, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. Good luck to both teams. It's going to be a, a dogfight if, if Finland yeah. really wants to make it that. Uh, it's going to be their best yeah. game in, like, in tournament history, right? They I, are, I think we're going to find out. We're going to yeah, find out they are, in year. terms of the IFAB scope and in terms of the international yeah. scope, they are the best yeah. team in Europe. Okay, you have that. You have that staple. The best team in Europe is taking on the best team in North America, which is considered the best team in the history of the tournament. Okay, right. so it's a big moment. This is what I'm saying. I'm yeah. just like, if you're listening to me, Nikander, uh, Sestunian, uh, Ratty, you know, Kusinen, uh I don't know mm-hmm. about you guys, ladies, but uh, this is a moment of moments. Because if you can take down Team USA, even if you beat Team USA by a field goal, right, as an example, mm-hmm. it will be One a momentous, momentous moment in terms of the tournament and the level of football. In other words, if they can do the unthinkable, as in other words, right. it will be the level of football that at some point we're going to say, whoa, the Euro- Europeans have arrived, right, as an example, if we get to that point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the number, like you said, history has shown us that USA is by far the best team, followed by mm-hmm. Canada, and then I'm not sure who's usually in third place. Um, it's usually Finland. It should be Finland. Has it been it's Finland, usually Finland. just this year? Oh, okay, usually. No, okay. in the past, yes. it's usually Finland. Yeah. Yeah. So Finland's been been playing second fiddle to North American football um, mm-hmm. in recent history. So the question is, do they finally take that step forward to, to prove that they belong? amongst North American football, which is where football started, you know what I mean, which is a huge step in the right direction and, you know, just a, really, a thing to be proud of. So, I mean, I'm interested to see, man. I think, I think we're going to find out early in the game how it's going to go. You know what I mean? If, if, if USA is up, you know, 14 or 21, nothing in the first quarter, uh, I, I, the game's going to get ugly. But if it's, you know, 7-7 in the first quarter, then, you know, buckle up. I'm eager to see. Sure, yeah. And then S.A. Sestonian, uh, which is the leader, the, the captain of the linebacking corps, um, she yeah. said, we go into this game without fear and with good confidence, gained from the Sweden game. We know how to play this game as well as the United States. Oh, I'm a quote. What a good quote. Roscoe's <laughs> got all, all the good quotes queued up for this episode. I like it, man. No, I'm pumped That's up. That's it. I, I mean, I got, it, I got it from yeah. her, uh, you know, <laughs> Like I said, and you know, uh, Terry, if you're if you're the linebacking core, you got to have no fear because mm-hmm. this is it. You know, you're going up 100%. against you know probably the best team, if not the best organization on the planet in terms of the football scene on the international yeah. stage. It's a moment. Like I said, it's, it, I can't stress it anymore. It's it's a big moment. It, it, and you're, yeah. to your point earlier, you have to you have to play your best ball, right? It's flawless mm-hmm. ball in order for you to yeah. try to stay toe-to-toe. That's literally the message. Yeah. yeah, there's not much room for error, unfortunately. And in the ideal world, you'd be able to make a couple of mistakes, turn the ball over a couple of times, two or three times, and get away with it and still have a chance to win. But against Team USA, it's just not the case, unfortunately, for other teams. 
And so you, you just have to play a really good ball. The coaches have to coach their asses off. The players have to play their asses off. And you just have to leave it all in the field. And so those quotes make me feel good about those two players' mentalities. My, my question is, is that how the whole team feels, right? It, those two players have the right mentality to go play USA tomorrow. Um, but what about the other 30 or 40 players? You know what I mean? How are they feeling? Do they, do they you know, who knows? I guess we're going to find out, though. We're going to find out early. So I'm eager to see it. Terry, on the other side, your Team USA, um, you know, your Deja mm-hmm. Scott, your Adriana Gutierrez, your Gina Magana, as an example, they had their run game going. You got Maria Jackson. Uh, on the other yep. side, you don't want to be the team that got beat. That's literally where your mindset's coming in. Right, and hopefully your mindset isn't well, that. Isn't that? But I mean, if you're Kristen London, you know, in company, I'm just saying, you know, yep. there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, key players on, in, from the U.S. leagues that this is not one of the. Hopefully, this is not one the team that gets beat by Finland if Finland does get to play their best ball. Yep, that's it. That's the flip side of the coin. So there's a lot of pressure on Finland, you know, for for them to have home hometown pride and play in front of their family and friends, represent their country, and play the, you know, the number one juggernaut and, and try to beat, beat them or you know, play a competitive game. On the flip side of that, Team USA is the reigning champs, right? So they, they're reigning champs for a reason. They're a very good team, you know, well-coached, tons of good players everywhere, stacked roster. Um, but they also have, you know, that, they have that weight on their shoulders as well. Right? They don't want to be the Team USA that doesn't win, win a ring. And so there's there's some weight there too. And I think that's the key to we have to mention is like all these players here uh, have never been on this stage, right? Some of these have never been on the stage. There's a couple return players on the U.S. team, but the majority of the players yeah. have never set foot on this stage. So it's kind of the mm-hmm. same as uh, Finland in a lot of ways. Uh, it just depends on the roster. You know, who's going to keep them focused, basically, right? That's literally what it boils yeah. down to. The coaches are keeping them focused and, and doing their thing. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see that. On the on the other side, before we get out of here, uh, Terry, uh, Canada, mm-hmm. always in contention for the silver medal, always a good team. Uh, they got a, some a talented bunch of players from the Saskatoon, you know, uh, Valkyries, which is the, the national champions in the WWCFL. You got a nice mm-hmm. uh, core player from the St. John in the Maritime. Um, they got a mixture of the Montreal Blitz squads, which are always pretty good. Uh, the quarterback, um, uh, uh, Lacoste, as well. So she she played a pretty good game. You got the running back core that played pretty good. So they're going up against, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Great Britain, who at this point mm-hmm. is in the same boat that Finland is in a lot of ways, because this is the only game they're going to have, and it is win or go home. Yeah. Um, like I said, Great Britain got a forfeit win over Mexico, so nobody knows how good, good or bad they are. Um, but we do know that Canada is pretty solid. So Canada is usually the second best team in the tournament, and they they won pretty decisively, uh, 33 to six in their first game against Australia. So we know that they're a pretty quality team. Um, so how they, you know, Great Britain's pretty much the big question mark. So what I think is interesting, Oscar, is Mexico is going to play Australia. So my question is, what if Mexico destroys Australia, right? So Australia lost 33-6 to to Canada. Let's say that Mexico beats Australia 52-0, to right? So they beat, they beat Australia worse than Canada beat Australia. 
then Canada ends up in the uh, the finals against the USA. This is all hypothetical, obviously. So my point is, is that if Mexico beats Australia the same or worse than Canada does, then Canada ends up advancing to the championship versus USA. That makes everything even more sad. So not only was it, was it a shit show for Mexico to get there, cause not, the, not, not their fault, but then they prove that they would have been in the running for, for a championship. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And so I'll, yeah. I'm very intrigued to see how that Mexico-Australia game goes um, just because I think it's an, an intriguing uh, storyline. And so I'm rooting for Mexico. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, and you have a good valid point there because we wouldn't have known what the first day performance would have been there if they did arrive on time and everything would have been fine, right? We exactly. could have been seeing exactly. an opportunity here, like you said, for a you know a a final where it, w- it would have been a North American final, USA versus Mexico, as an example. That would have been one of the right. you know moments of moments, right? And we wouldn't know if mm-hmm. if they're able to stay toe to toe with the U.S., right? We wouldn't have known that and exactly. how well they would have managed. Them. Uh, so, yeah. you know, thanks to Cesar Barrera, who obviously botched, screwed up, and whatever you want to call it, uh, this guy just completely ruined, uh, you know, dreams, basically. Completely ruined dreams yeah. just to, on, on just a, a mismanagement of idiotic proportions. Uh, just the way yeah. this guy just, I mean, I don't even, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm just like, I don't even have words. Besides yeah. just nice words, you know? idiot, moron. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just like, I can't, yeah. I don't want to go, you know, vicious. And I think that's the most polite words I can use. It's just, you know, right. to, to, to sum it up. It's just, how Agreed. do you crush 60 people's dreams <laughs> instantly? You just did that. Well, you just did that. The answer, in like, yeah, days. the answer is, yeah, the answer is he doesn't care. And he doesn't, he, he doesn't feel that's like. True. True. He, he doesn't care. He doesn't care, and he feels like he's above the law, basically, when it comes to this stuff. And so, if that's true, that's scary because he he decides what happens with that team. Um, some yeah. something needs to change. But the obvious answer is he doesn't care, and that's why I got mismanaged. He hasn't really he he, he hasn't taken taken responsibility or accountability for what happened, and so he obviously thinks he's above the law, and so. I'm interested to see how that plays out too, because they deserve better. So hopefully justice is, is done eventually. If Mexico finishes fifth to your point, Terry, that yeah. in itself, I think IFAB should take into consideration how he squandered their opportunity for a medal opportunity. You know what I mean? If right. the squad puts her at, after, I mean, think about this. Think about this now, Terry, majority yeah. of the team just arrived today. They only have like mm-hmm. one day of practice, right? If in, if at that, uh, uh, kind yeah, of like a mini practice of any sort, right? Yep. They're gonna they're gonna yep. go and showcase themselves out to the world tomorrow. To your point, mm-hmm. if these girls somehow bond on day, on game day and show up and put up a performance of performances, okay, that in That's itself possible. is gonna put a, a, a either even a worse look on that on this guy because the right. potential is there. To your point, you know. It just yeah, potential was there. Exactly. If they falter well, so, against Australia for whatever reason, it's yeah. the same concept. He ruined their opportunities. Yeah. They weren't ready. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have enough things to he's practice, a, right? Yeah, he's in a lose-lose situation because if they yeah. falter, 
they, they look unprepared and flustered and yada, yada, yada. It's because he did that. If they win or win big, then it makes it look even worse because that means that they could have been in the you know competition for a title or a medal, yeah. and he's the one that messed that up. So he, there's no way he comes out of this looking good. Um, but I'm inter- interested to see how they do because it is possible. I've, I've, you know, talked to a lot of women's teams over the years, and there's been more than one occasion where I've heard of women banding together um, because mm-hmm. of somebody like this guy. Uh, yeah. who is like a, you know, a common enemy of the whole team. The whole team doesn't like him. The whole team resents him. And then they use that to bond, to bond together with each other. And that actually mm-hmm. works out. That can work out on the football field. So we'll see. Yeah, and, it, it, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that he's not even acknowledging his mistakes. That's, it's one thing to, to screw up. It's another thing to try to acknowledge your mistake. You know what I mean? Just try to right. acknowledge the fact yeah. that you maybe went wrong somewhere or you got bad advice or you didn't execute properly, whatever. Um, I blame yeah. him primarily, but I also blame yeah. I also blame the chain of command and the mm-hmm. and the people behind him who put him in position to be a leader, right. supposed of it leader of this organization yeah. to run this first class organization. And apparently, you know, he's he's saying he's a bankrupt federation. Come on, bro, you cannot be a bankrupt federation if you just put the national flag team in Birmingham. That's just a crock. Yeah. Okay. Come on. If yeah. you can put the national team in Birmingham, and you can't put the national team in Finland, that's that's just mm-hmm. that, that's just a lie, a flat out lie. You're just screwing <laughs> with people now. Just screwing with people. Uh, let's finish up. Uh, Sweden, Germany. Germany hasn't hadn't been here in almost what 2000, I believe, 10, and mm-hmm. Sweden hadn't been here since 2013. So this is a rival game uh, of two teams. The the series is owned by Sweden, um, as mm-hmm. I posted on our, our I think it was fourteen zero the first year and twenty three to ten I believe in two thousand thirteen. So uh, familiar rivals. Both programs are new, of course, because this is their first return to the international stage. Uh, uh, Sweden didn't look very good against Canada, uh, I believe it was Canada, and then Germany obviously did failed miserably against the U.S. Obviously, so. Um, so yeah, the opportunity here for Sweden to not get, uh, you know, Sweden not to get swept, in other words, by Germany. Right. Yeah, like you said, they played played two other times. Um, both times, uh, Sweden was able to win by a couple touchdowns, and so I, I look for that to be the same case here. Um, no disrespect to Germany, but I watched some of the USA game, and there was only one time that I saw Germany get past midfield, and that was on a kickoff return. Um, and mm-hmm. they didn't turn that into points. So Germany looks pretty anemic on offense. And um, so, you know, Sweden doesn't need to do that much, you know, to, to win by a touchdown or two. So I look for that to continue. All right, guys. Um, just like I said at the top of the uh, uh, podcast, um, Terry knows, everybody else knows, um, situation at home for me, you know, my wife had a somewhat of a stroke. And uh, now we d- we're doing rehab to try to get her mentally stable again and get her to walk, somewhat paralyzed. Uh, so I appreciate everybody's messages and prayers. Ultimately got her through this. So I appreciate everybody praying and, and making it happen. Um, so we're going to be doing this podcast today like we did today. We're going to do another podcast next week to finish up the uh, IFAB World Championships. And then, Terry, we're going to take a short vacation uh, through mm-hmm. the NFL season and then kind of recharge ourselves back in February mid-February, uh, to get ready for the WNFC and WFA 
uh, seasons. So uh, if you guys are welcome to, right, Terry? Welcome to do replays, yep. over 400 replays. You can listen to Terry uh, with over, what, 100 episodes now that Terry's been on probably. Uh, so you go back and replay Coach Terry Lister <laughs> on any of the other previous podcasts. Get the insights on everything that happened in the WNFC, everything that happened in the WFA, uh, international right. scene as well with some of the uh, leagues in Mexico, some of the leagues in Europe, and things like that. So you're welcome to, uh, you know, replays, replays, replays. It helps us out as well uh, through this, uh, this, you know, short-term hiatus until we get back. Uh, after the Super Bowl, primarily we'll get, we'll get back into the swing of things for women's tackle football. It's the first time we've ever missed, I think, a weekly podcast, right, Terry? We've always been on point. It's very rare when yeah. that happens unless we have technical difficulties or something like that. Uh, but other than right. that, we've been b- very consistent, and I hope everybody appreciates uh, our laboring to, to you know, bring you uh, every week uh, attention to the sport, attention to these amazing athletes uh, that play uh, American football on the female side of things. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting day two tomorrow. Uh, Olympic Channel live stream. We'll have the links for you and everything that's happening. You go to the hub. The best network on the planet, right, Terry, exists at the hub. If you haven't been to the Go hub, to the hub Bob. That's right. as, uh, as uh, Mark would say, yeah, where, where have you been? You got to go to the hub. So we'll keep you updated <laughs> you on Twitter. Yeah. We'll keep you updated on at the hub. And uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, the, we have awesome people that are contributing in my absence right now that have done a, such an amazing job out there. So I want to also thank them for keeping the uh, page afloat and giving everybody the information that they need for the tournament. Uh, you know, shout out, uh, Terry, right? We got to shout out to all the Mexico media people that obviously made it a point to cover the the disaster and fiasco that has turned into this journey for the Mexican team to Finland. Shout out to Laura Sandoval on Twitter, Mel Trio, who's also the owner of Las Parillas, uh, Receptor Mexico as well, Tercer Cuarto, which has been our long-term partner, Maximo Avance, plus Yo Soy Linero, uh, everybody that contributed to this, you know, exposing this fiasco that is Cesar Barrera's disaster <laughs> project that he created for this uh, 2022, you know, event. Um, thank you for everybody to, you know, supporting the girls, for putting together, uh, you know, all the feeds and everything else that kept us abreast of what's happening. Uh, but uh, overall, appreciate everybody's efforts in, in, uh, in covering that. And I, I feel for the girls, Terry, like you said earlier, uh, looking forward to mm-hmm. what their performance is going to look like tomorrow against uh, Australia. And uh, we'll see how they turn out, right? We'll see if it's a, a great performance or it's going to be lacking based on everything else that's happened. So looking forward to day two. Uh, predictions, Terry, before we get out of here? Uh, USA gets beat by Finland. A yay or a no? Nope. <laughs> no? Okay. We're, good. We're good. I think I'm, I'm going that route too, but I am, I am rooting for the underdog, as you said before. Trying to see right, if that, that right. becomes a game. Uh, Canada, mm-hmm. Great Britain. Have to go Canada. Have to go with Canada. I think Lacaze, Lacaze is very impressive. She had some pretty good throws. Um, I think Parnier, uh, the, the receiver, is really good. They're, they got a good connection there. They look really hot there. Uh, our own girl, McCann, uh, 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 Hannah McCowan, also right there. Uh, give a shout-out to uh, Danny Mitchie, who's our no-joke football athlete on Mexico squad. And then shout-out to uh, Phoebe Sketchy, who's on the uh, Great Britain squad as well. Uh, Mexico, Australia. Are are we going to give the Aussies a shot here for for their first win internationally? Heck no, Mexico all the way. Mexico all the way. Okay, so we're rooting we're rooting for these girls on their trip. And right. then Sweden, Germany. I'm 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 thinking Sweden as well. I think uh, they're probably the better squad. They'll rebound after that loss to Finland. 
Agreed. All right, guys, that's it uh, for for the absent uh, Mackenzie Brooks, Nate Ward, Holly Custis, uh, Terry Lister, myself, and the absent uh, uh, Mark Simone. We're looking forward to next Tuesday as our final podcast for the season of 2022 as we recap the actual tournament. IFAB World Championship will figure out who will be the medal, gold medal winning team, silver medal team, and the bronze winning teams. That'll be next Tuesday. So, Terry, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it on short notice and making this happen. Looking forward to the uh, uh, results tomorrow. Yes, sir. It's my pleasure. Good talking to you. I'll see you next Tuesday. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, guys, that's it for Terry Lister, Oscar Lopez. We'll see you next week for 435 as we recap and basically finalize the IFAB Women's World Championship. So stay safe. We'll see you guys next week. Fight is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50.